Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting the Tone. This one is proudly brought to you by a sponsor, the Cloud Ninja Academy. Today's episode is all about the band Ascendia from Canada. Stick around because I'll be telling you what that includes right next after the intro. everybody and welcome back to today's episode. Today is all about the band Ascendia from Toronto in Canada. Uh, we recently sat down with Billy from the band to talk about the band's upcoming album Parasite as well as the band's latest track This War which I'll be playing you right next and then we'll be jumping straight into our interview with Billy. Stick around um, to hear what all that's all about. <laughs> I've been kicked when down a thousand times 
back everyone so that was this war from ascended which is the band's latest track which i believe will be on the album parasite when that eventually comes out uh, i believe some point later this year next we've got our interview with billy where we'll be talking about influences the latest single the album parasite much more that's coming right next stick around so Billy, welcome to setting tone thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join me um absolutely awesome to get you and to talk about ascend you on the show welcome Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Not a problem. Just for those very quickly, how did the journey of Ascendia begin? Because you guys have been a band for a little while now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it started when we were young. I've known. So the band is comprised of me, Nick, and John. Me and John, John's the guitarist, we're brothers. Uh, and Nick is the vocalist. And we actually went to the same elementary school. So we've known each other our whole lives. Um, but it wasn't until high school that we realized like we started doing music. It was it was primarily because we were the only like metal heads in the suburbs that we grew up in. Uh, so we all loved metal. So we, 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 we vibed on that. John and Nick both played guitar at the time. And then I was playing drums. So it just was like a natural like harmony for us to like get together. Um, and then, and then, yeah, so it, it kind of started off in high school. We started playing some like Battle of the Bands. Um, and then we want some studio time because we won a couple of the Battle of the Bands. And then we said, like, let's record some songs that we are working on. And then that was like this, the, that's how the first album was created. It was literally off Battle of the Bands money. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, so we wrote a record. We, re we recorded it, we released it, and it ended up doing quite well um, for its like little niche that it was in. And then mm -hmm. uh, we're like, okay, maybe this is a fucking thing. So we, we kind of just kept it up. And yeah, here we are now. Awesome. And um, that record, I believe, was the Lion and the Jester, released in 2015, I believe. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. You guys have um, just recently put out a fantastic new single, um, This War, which um, I absolutely loved. I loved the hooks, I loved the chorus in it, very powerful. There's different genres I've seen, whether it be Nickelback. Um, and um, if you don't mind asking, how, what was the reason for the, such a gap there between the, the album in 2015 and obviously the single in 2022? It's, it's actually it's so funny like i didn't realize it was seven years until i did the math <laughs> and i was like holy <laughs> fuck it's been seven years um the reason was this <clears throat> we were kids when we did the first record in 2015 we were in like high school mm -hmm. uh, we released it in 2015 we didn't really we were trying to find our way we were completely independent uh but we ended up getting on a festival and that led to us getting um a booking agent and then we started touring it so we were touring it till 2017 um and then we we're like okay we got to come out with something but the issue was is that we had like the classic growing pains as a band where you know you can tell the sound is very different from the line of just to the to the single we released here mm -hmm. uh, and the reason why that was was because you know after we were done touring when we were writing songs we kind of went through that puberty phase where we were writing awkward ass music with long hair and braces and it was like, kind of good but it was kind of not good um, and we just couldn't really settle on the sound that we wanted. Like I was, I was putting a very, very aggressive push on, on making it more mean, not mainstream, I would say for sure is a word, but, uh, active radio rock is the, the term I would use. Um, so I was putting a big push on that The The boys were a little bit resistant to it. So we had this like tug of war at the same time. I was a really shitty writer back in the day. So all my ideas that I was bringing up to them was like, this is not convincing anybody. Uh, so that was, that was hard, but yeah. So essentially what happened was we went through like two, three years of like just really bad growing pains, trying to figure out our sound. We like almost split up 17 times. Um, and then eventually we found our sound and we landed on the sound and that was, 
and, and we, we so we wrote you know the, this new record parasite um and we recorded it in 2019 and then the pandemic hit and then we, we were left with this decision do we do we release it during a pandemic or do we hold on to it and we decided to hold on to it so that there's fucking seven years gone by you know? yeah wow a lot of- it was brutal it was brutal Let's, um, let's talk about Parasite, because obviously that's the um, album on the way. Um, can you tell me a little bit yeah. about the album? What's it about? Uh, so, the, it, it's, so this album is a lot to do with personal experiences, because we've all gotten older. We've all, you know, life has hit us uh, in certain ways where, you know, before when you're in high school growing up in the suburbs, you're pretty protective, you know, like you have, mm-hmm. you're, in a, you're in your bubble, things are pretty good. And, and you know, I, we all, all three of us had really good upbringings. We were very fortunate. So the first record was kind of about like whatever we could write about. We didn't really, you know, like there was obviously themes and stories, but not too many life experiences where this one was, is completely, you know, based off of life experiences. So it's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of songs about, for example, you know, internal struggle. That's, the, that's what this war is about, really, is about an internal struggle. I was going to ask, is that kind of the, the theme of, of the track? So thank you for clarifying. Yeah, so so we, there's a lot more talk about mental illness in this in this record, which was a big theme. And like Parasite was actually a song written about Nick's addiction because he had a very bad period where he was addicted to drugs and alcohol. Uh, he actually went to rehab for it, so that was a big fight for him. And then this war uh, is a song about like you know how everybody fights a battle, everybody has a war that they're fighting. It's about internal struggle, and you know everyone faces adversity. So. You know, like that, those are, for example, two songs. Those are like um, two, two of our, like, you know, you know, big tracks that we're going to be releasing. And they're, they're completely all about mental illness and they're completely about life experiences. Right. So, yeah, like the, the, there's a lot more depth in the lyrics of, of this mm-hmm. record and it, it has a lot to do with what we've experienced. No, that's awesome. Uh, mental health is obviously very, very important. I think it's something that, that's getting more and more. Um, exposure and rightly so I think as we go through and I think everyone has been touched in some way or another through the pandemic whether it's through loss or um, just kind of that struggle that mental struggle to try and get through it daily so I, I can't yeah. wait can't wait to get the album and um, obviously hear some of the uh, if you like the messages in there and, and behind that um, it, what's kind of your favorite track from the album that you've oh, when it comes out there Billy is there a, a favorite track yeah uh, yeah so I mean, so we have we have the three singles that you know they're the singles because I think they're the strongest songs. Um, but I personally, I personally think one of my favorites is a song called "Give It." Uh, no, sorry, "Against the Rain." Mm-hmm. Uh, and "Against the Rain" is is very important to me because it's about a personal story. And uh, so the lyrics, the lyrics just 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 kind of like you know hit me hit me hard when I listen to it. So I, I think. That might be a personal favorite of mine, to be honest. Is that one that maybe you're going to have to fight to um, be a single release potentially? Do you reckon? No, I don't think it's a single. I really don't think it's a single. Um, you know, just because it's my favorite song, I'm not going to push for it to be a single. The singles have to be strategically placed so that people enjoy them the most. We want to reach the biggest audience with our singles. Um, you know, for example, on our last record, I made we made the mistake of. So I really like the song "The Lion and the Jester," right? Um, and that's what the, the title track of the album was. And we actually released it as a single. The thing's a fucking seven and a half minute epic. It's like, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, congratulations. What did you do with that? Nothing. Like, people obviously, our fans love the song, but it's not a fucking single, dude. So, 
that's why, like, you know, I'm not making that mistake again. I could have my like personal favorites without having to like jam it on people. You know, what's uh, what can fans expect? The biggest differences between obviously the writing and and how this album sounds compared to the Lion and the Jester. Yeah. Okay. So there, there is there is a bunch of changes we made. So first of all. I, we use the term, we, we, so we refine the songs a lot and we cut out a lot of the fat. So our songs are a lot, a lot shorter in length. So, you know, our average length was like five minutes on our last record where now it's like, you know, 315. Um, and the reason why that is, is because we took out uh, a pretty decent progressive element out of our, out of our sound, which was very intentional. Uh, the other thing that we, we removed was uh, we had a lot of symphonics in the previous record. We took out the symphonics completely. Um, it was just it was just kind of creating a bit of a dated European sound, uh, and we wanted to try and go for a more North American sound um, with with the new style that we were going for. So nothing against nothing against progressive music, nothing against the fun. I grew up on that stuff. I love that stuff. But we, we're trying to refine our sound a little bit. We removed guitar solos. Fuck yeah, because I'm not a fan of them. That <laughs> uh, I really was like, fuck, there's no more of those. And I, I would say, I would just say that it's a lot, um, you know, each song we kind of, we kind of took it as like, you know, we're trying to make a banger that's going to play in a fucking arena. And, and that's kind of how we went about writing the next record. So yeah, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of differences to be honest, if you hear it on, you know, A and B. I think there's just a lot of, a lot of maturity in the new record. Yeah. Removing the guitar side is one less thing to write and think about. Yeah, they're just noodly for me. You know, for me, when I hear guitar solo, like some guitar solos are phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of them, I'm just like, okay, it was sick in the 80s because everybody wanted to fuck the guitar player and you'd go and make love to the guitar. And it was just a woo moment. But now it's just kind of like, it kind of feels a bit like filler to me. It's like, you know, write a great melody line in the bridge. And that's that's what we did. We replaced guitar solos with like a nice, pretty much like a second hook in the bridge. That's kind of how we went about it. Cool. This is kind of like a two-part, so I can put this question together. So firstly, where do you draw your inspiration from for the album? And then is there anything that you guys do outside of music that you take that creativity from, maybe, I don't know, painting, and you can take ideas yeah. from that into your music? Yeah, okay. So in the realm of music, so we we listen to a lot of, you know, you know, hard rock bands and metal bands, like, you know, Seven Dust, Bad Wolves, Nothing More, uh, in flames, Slipknot, all these guys, Five Finger Death Punch, Kill Switch Engage. Like we listen to all those those guys, so that's really awesome. Uh, that's mainly that's mainly John and Nick, and I listen to that too, obviously. But I also listen to a lot of different type of music, a lot of a lot of top forties. I listen to a lot of dance music. I listen to um, I listen to some country and stuff. So I, I do a lot of the vocal writing, and I'm always looking to find a hook. And I find the best hooks are top 40s, to be honest. Um, obviously, there's great hooks in all genres of music. And, you know, still my favorite songs are rock and metal. But the phenomenal, the hooks that you'll get from a Dua Lipa song or a Shawn Mendes song or a Weekend song or a Post Malone song, it's just, they're just fucking brilliant, in my opinion. So, you know, a lot of the inspiration musically came from a bunch of, you know, artists like that, top 40s artists and dance artists. Um, outside of music, it, it's movies and TV shows primarily, like, you know game of thrones harry potter these kinds of things were like yeah. huge huge parts of uh you know the previous record and even this record because you know you watch a good show and you fall in love with the character it moves you man like you're fucking moving. like i just finished peaky blinder peaky blinders and i was like fuck that's a fucking show man and so so anything that moves you is where you grab inspiration from but yeah that's mainly what it is
Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, what's uh, what's next for you guys? Uh, obviously, you've got the album coming up. I'm assuming there'll be some touring in there. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to, we're right now, you know, because we, as we discussed earlier, it's been seven years. So we need to like wake people up and be like, hey, we're still a band. We're a band kind of a thing, you know, shake up, uh, shake up the, uh, the tree a little bit. Um, but, you know, once we get a couple singles released and people are like, you know, getting back into it, we're firing all these cylinders and we're going to hop on the road and tour as much as fucking humanly possible because I miss touring, man. It's been too long. 2017 was, what, five years ago, you know, and it's like, yeah. I need to get back on the road now. <laughs> um, just some quick fire questions to kind of just close out the interview, some fun questions in there. Um, who would you like to share a cold drink with and why? The person could be dead or alive. Who would I like to share a what? A cold drink with a, a, a beer. Oh, or, Jordan or Peterson. Or an orange juice. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Okay. Good, cool. Good, cool. Yeah. Uh, what about making a record with and why? It could even be a producer. You could have an artist or producer to make a record with. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, too, too into all the, the whole producer world. If I could, like, if I could work with one artist, it'd probably be, probably be Corey Taylor. And if it's not from the metal world, then it'd be Post Malone. Good call, good call. Uh, what's, what's the last album that you're currently listening to? Um, you know, it's, I don't really listen to records too much anymore. It's more just like Spotify stuff. But the last, the last, the last new release that, I, that I've been really into is the new Slipknot song. So I, I, they just released a single and they're going to be coming out with a record. So I'm going to check that out. They are indeed. Can't wait for that. Um, and yeah. if you could put, if you could put any band together, who would it be? Like a star, a rock star lineup, like a superstar yeah. lineup? Yeah, kind of like your all-star, your all-star okay. lineup. All-star lineup? Uh, okay, I'd put Corey Taylor on vocals, I think, because he's fucking great. Um, fuck. Okay, on guitar, I, I really love the guitar playing from In Flames. So whoever the guitarist is from In Flames, I think he'd be a great, great player. Uh, bass, I don't give a fuck. Put any Joe Blow in there. Fucking <laughs> the guy from Mud Bay, we'll put him in there. He has some sick, uh, he has some sick bass lines. And then on drums, uh, there's a drummer named Steve Judd from Carnival. I'd put him on there. Yeah, so. Good, cool. Yeah. Um, B, that's all for me. We've breathed through that today. Um, thank you very much. I can't wait for the album. Like I said, the single is absolutely amazing, and I urge everyone to go and check it out. I wish you all the very best and um, we'll keep keep these eyes on what's coming up from Ascendia. Awesome, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks for the interview. Bro. Not a problem. Mate, we're going to have to talk about him another day. We could, like I say... Okay. Yeah, yeah. One day we'll just hop on a call and talk about him. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. So I hope you enjoyed our interview with Billy there from the band Ascendia. As I said, Ascendia are from Canada, Toronto. They have got a brand new album, Parasite, on the way. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Once again, a massive thank you to Billy and, of course, Jamie from For The Wind Media for their time and setting that one up. hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, as always, if you've got anything that you wish to be reviewed or you want to talk about anything um, music-related, then reach out via Set Me Tone on Set Me Tone Facebook, um, which is Set Me Tone UK Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is STP UK Podcast. Our email address is stp-setmetone-outlook.com. Um, yeah, happy to talk about reviews or a show you might have coming up. So please feel free to reach out. Until the next time, guys, bye bye for now and um, speak to you on another episode.